lights. It's seven Friday night. Welcome to the seven Friday night Thursday pickup show happening on a Wednesday because Thursday is for the turkey and gravy and mashed potatoes and stuffing, but not cranberry. Some lines need to be drawn. Go I'm Chase away. Bryson. <laughs> I'm Chase Bryson, managing editor of Sports Stars Magazine. I'm joined by my co-host Ben Enos and coach Terry Edson will join us shortly as well. And since I've opened with a Thanksgiving theme, I should note that Ben can actually handle himself quite well in the kitchen. He has an alter ego that I like to call Chef Ben. And last week, he cooked up a 5-0 record, which meant I lost another game in the standings despite going 4-1. So nicely played, partner. I'm not bitter at all. Hello, my peoples. Yes, things are indeed trending in the right direction for me lately. So much so that in the spirit of the week, I've heard that the Cowboys nickname of America's team may actually be shifting to me. Now, I was fully prepared to come on this show and lament the result of the big game, but those pesky golden bears pulled it out and the axe remains in Berkeley. Chase, should we get a trophy for the picks challenge that's as cool as an axe? Any ideas? Ooh, I don't know. Do you have an idea? Maybe a bottle opener? That would work. Or maybe a set of 49ers Russian nesting dolls? Ooh, ooh, ooh. Uh, we could try and find an antique football phone. Oh, football phone. Yes. <laughs> Love it. I also thought maybe how about an Arizona Cardinal on a stick? Who knows? <laughs> yes. We're feeling festive this week at seven Friday night. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to think about the trophy. I'm going to come back with more more ideas, more ideas next week, too, Perfect. because uh, I plan to catch up. I'm going to make this. I'm going to make this the game. Yes, you are planning to catch up, which our listeners will find out later. (laughs) I've gone like 900 weeks and forged my lead. And Chase goes, nah, we're changing the rules this week. So, yeah, you are planning to catch up. I'm aware. I see what's happening here. All right. Uh, Well, we've got a lot of picks to get through for this championship week edition. So let's get rolling. Bring in Coach Terry Edson. He had a sixth winning week in a row. Though the three and a week continues to evade him, we expect a particularly chipper coach now that he's back in California. School's on break. He's already golfed once, but we'll have to see if he was able to spot much dumb football with most of his weekend wrapped up in travel. Let's get to it. Well, we welcome Coach Terry Edson into the show by welcoming him back to Mount 500 as another two and one <laughs> week allows him to climb to even on the season. Terry, I'm willing to celebrate your accomplishment, but aren't you at least a little regretful that you picked against a Marvel superhero last week and he and his merry band of buffaloes cost you a shot at a 3-0 and week? Yeah. Never pick against talent, Ben. I should know better. <laughs> I should know better. I should know better. But I did call the Bellarmine upset. You did. You did. Okay. So I'm... I'm, I'm uh, I did I did well on one pick and I brain locked on another. That's just me though. So it wouldn't be me if I did if I was smart all three games. <laughs> but I'm going three and zero this time. I guarantee it. <laughs> I Chase, wanna, Chase sent get... out the text message for Terry's picks this week, and it screamed. Terry didn't even need to look at film. <laughs> he didn't need to look at stats. He knew exactly where he was going with all three of these games right when he saw them. <laughs> I did. I did. I'm ready to go. That's, that's right. usually a good sign by me. 
Yeah. So yeah, so you said this week it was, was a three and a week easy when I gave you these games. So <laughs> let's see if you're right. And we'll start with the North Coast Section Division One final between Clayton Valley and Pittsburgh. You know both opponents after consulting against them earlier this year. Did the Pirates rebound from the physical and emotionally taxing uh, loss that they suffered this week to the Spartans, or does Coach Tim Murphy find a way to turn the tables on last year's Division One championship loss? Okay, so uh, I probably should have called Vic and seen how practice was going this week. That had been <laughs> smart for me to do, but um, look at. Um, you got in, uh, Chase, you saw Pittsburgh last week. First of all, Clayton Valley is going to have trouble moving the ball against Pitt's defense. There, there's no doubt about that. And, um, I just don't, I don't think Clayton Valley has the defense to hold Pitt out. I, I just really, I don't see it. I don't see they. I've watched Clayton Valley against us. Now, of course we ran the ball really effectively against them and we have a different style than Pittsburgh does, but, I just, I just, I don't see it. I don't, I see Pittsburgh um, putting up 35 points. I just don't think Clayton Valley can put up 35 points against Pitt. Pitt's got better athletes. Uh, They fly around the field. You saw, I was watching that on film and you saw it live last week, Chase, that those guys can move. Yeah. And uh, the only problem, I think the, I just don't know. I don't know if Clayton Valley can exploit the one area we were able to exploit, and that was Pittsburgh's offensive line. I don't know if Clayton Valley has this defensive line that we have. So with that, that's why I'm going with Pitt. And are you All right. Well, let's stay in the NCS here, and we'll take on the Division II championship between San Ramon Valley and Camp Alindo at Dublin High School. The Wolves had little trouble in rolling to a win over Foothill, and Campo had to work to the very last second to beat Rancho Catati. I know you have a rule about unbeaten teams, but you've also had your share of EBAL love this season. <laughs> Who you got? Uh, Coach Macy is going to be so happy with me right now because I'm going to finally agree with him. I think he is outgunned this game. Wow. <laughs> right. wow. Uh, I, I just believe, and like I said, now, you know, if you look at the matchups, too, you know, if you look at other, you know, Campo played Monta Vista, Saramone played Monta Vista. It was basically, you know, the same score and all that. But I, I, I do believe that. I do believe that Saramone's played a more physical schedule. I, I know they have more physical kids. They have a they have a great quarterback. I think they're going to have their the way on the ground against Campolindo. I, I really do. Now Campolindo is going to score. I'll just tell you, there's no doubt about it. If I was, um, this was in Vegas, I would definitely be running to the window on the over on this game. <laughs> I can tell you that right now. I think it's going to be a little kind of shootout ish out there, but I do believe in schedules and teams that you play. And I just think San Ramon has a little bit of an edge there. Um, I'm not rooting really against Campo because I do I do like Coach Macy, but I, I do think at this time that he could be right this time. He could be outgunned. So I, I don't know if that's an upset pick or not. They're the number one seed. Who yeah. is? That's not Campo. Valley. Ramon's the one seed, but, right? But Campo's the defending champion. So No, yeah. I know. No, yeah. like I said, yeah. um, if my daughter wasn't visiting – I would actually go to this game. Yes. <laughs> but me telling my family, I'm going to a high school. What? 
<laughs> Del Sopley? No. What are you doing? I yeah. It's not going to work. So, uh, yep. But this is going to be a good game. It's going to be, I think, a well-played game. Both teams are well-coached. Um, it's the game. Uh, it's going to be a great game to watch. And are, is one of you guys going? Yeah. We're in negotiations we're, right we're, now. Yeah, we're okay. trying to figure out <laughs> – all right. Well, there are three uh, games. If you'd like to become a reporter for a night, we desperately no, no. need a third person to go to a third game this That's week. That's not going to work. But, uh, <laughs> thank you for asking. But, uh, uh, I'm picking Saramon. I'm going Saramon. I actually, having this is where the seeding to me really plays a part. San Ramon didn't have to break really a sweat last week against Foothill and Campo needed every ounce it had to beat Rancho. I think that's that makes a big difference this week. Well, you watch uh, to to kind of give an example of that. Look at Minnesota. Yeah, right. Against that's Buffalo, right. they threw it all on, on the line there, and then they're at home against Dallas, and they just they just had no energy. You could just see they were spent. Yep. Right. That's it. Is it's tough, man, to get up week to week. And uh, this is Sam. I mean, Campo's done it in the past, and you, I, I give him. You know, that's that plays into it. The the you know Campo pride there, but I think San Ramon is really hungry like a wolf for this wow. victory. So uh, it was there, and you took it, Duran Duran. That's a uh, recent Rock and Roll Hall of Fame inductee. That's <laughs> right. So here we go. I can't wait for the text on Friday night. I should have never picked against an undefeated team. So it makes this show interesting. All right. Well, let's wrap up in the Sackwalk. Folsom. Oh, yes. <laughs> Come on. They won 40. You don't even need the lead. That scar still remains. I don't care what anybody says. Oak Ridge could say whatever they want. It was 42 to 13. They know they're expecting it. And no matter what the coaches say, no matter what the players say, down inside, they know, can we, God, can we please keep this close? And if Folsom gets off to a 14 to nothing lead, it's like, hey, it's time for Christmas vacation to almost start. I guarantee this. I, I can't, I don't, I don't see it. You just can't beat a team like that and come back and then with all of it on the line. Folsom might be a little cocky and a little overconfident, but they should be. They, they won the game really handily. And I just, uh, they're they're the team in that section. I'm just not I'm not going to pick against them. No way. Chase, remember last week we I, I, we identified after the fact that Terry might have had a strategy in picking big league schools. I'm I'm sensing double bluffs here. You know he goes uh, he's he's told us his love for Coach Macy picks against Coach Macy. <laughs> we know he loves Coach Casey Taylor picks against Coach Casey Taylor. <laughs> I think there's some double bluff action going here. Uh, I do love Casey, but he lost 42 <laughs> I can't get over that. I mean, uh, come on. That's that's going to be hard to overcome. You know, if you want to give me points, I'll talk about that. But uh, straight up money line, I got to go Folsom. <laughs> Uh, well, with uh, with picks out of the way, we move if on. If you're to- out of pool, Ben, would you be picking Folsom? No points? Yes, sir. Okay, thank you. This is not like brain surgery here, okay? No, it's really not. Uh, we we move on now to the segment that has captured America's attention and its heart, dumb football. Terry, we know you were on the road this weekend, so I'm not sure how much you got to see, but I'm guessing that at the very least, 
you're displeased with the result of a certain game that took place in the Rose Bowl. Uh, I stayed up as long as I could to watch that game. Uh, but I, I it was 12.30. I watched it until UCLA cut it to three when it was on like 34-31 or something like that. And I got up next morning, saw the score. So disappointed. I didn't see the last quarter. So I'm not sure what happened. I do know this. The USC's trigger played better than UCLA's trigger, and that's what it comes down to. So, um, all right. Well, but, with your dumb football. Well, I'll, I'll make it really simple this week, and uh, it, this has got to be like the. Are you? Do you take us for morons? I guess, and that would be the New York Jets averaged two. 0.7 inches of play in the second half. The quarterback was nine for 22 for 77 yards. And after the game, they asked Zach Wilson, how do you think you played? I thought I did pretty well. Are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? You averaged 2.7 inches a play. You threw for 77 yards. I did okay. You scored three points. Your defense didn't give up a touchdown. Uh, and by the way, you saw Cordell Patterson return a, a kick return. Was it like 103, 106 yards? Yes. Did I not predict special teams were going to start playing a bigger role later in the season as it got colder? You did. You did. And, of course, New England also returned one for a touchdown. I don't know if that do anything to do with the cold, but uh, – there you go. But and then they asked Robert Sala, what about the quarterback situation? And he tells the media with a straight face, there's no, no, I'm sticking with my quarterback. Come on, Robert. He changed really? that tune. He changed that tune on well, of Monday. Of course, the next day. <laughs> yeah. Because he's, I guess he's got a rule. I'm not going to rip on players until the next day, I guess. Uh, got to watch saying, the film. Yeah, we're looking at everything right now. We just scored three points and averaged two inches a play. Yeah, everything is being looked at. <laughs> My goodness. But the other thing I, I, would, I wouldn't call it's not really it, – it's it's dumb football, but, you, you know, it happens all the time. It just I saw it a lot um, in our game and all that. And that is offensive linemen especially. I love offensive linemen. They're the heart and soul of your team. But you've got to know the situation. You know, when you're fourth and goal or you're first and goal at the one-foot line, the one-yard line, this happens all the time in high school – this is a time where you tell yourself, whatever you do, don't jump off sides, okay? Or if it's third and inches, don't jump off sides. I, I just, it's, it happens all the time. And uh, you've got to know when it's, you know, when, if hey, if a guy gets by me, it's okay. I've got three more downs. We're at the goal line. I just, I, I think sometimes players forget where they are. <laughs> And that's when they have to be really smart. You got to know the situation. Don't jump when it's third inches. Okay. That's for sure. Well, that will wrap us up this week. Hey, have a happy Thanksgiving, coach. You guys, you enjoyed Thanksgiving. It's going to be a, it's not even Thanksgiving. It's four straight days of football. You got to yes. love that. <laughs> yes. And uh, yeah, it's going to be a great weekend. We're coming near the end, getting near Christmas vacation. Boy. It's a great time here. Christmas business already started, by the way. Although we had to wait till after Thanksgiving. 
Whatever happened to that? The lines of so many things have been blurred. They've now. been blurred. I'm surprised I still. I'm not seeing Halloween stuff go up in Kmart or something like that. I don't know. Yeah. Okay. All <laughs> Are right. there already Christmas lights on your street? <laughs> oh, the, last week they started it. <laughs> last Sunday I went out after another Raider debacle, which they pulled it off this Sunday. I'm talking about the week before. And the lights were up, and I someone had their blow ups up and inflatable stuff. I'm going, it's not wait, we're not even near Thanksgiving yet. Yeah, so there you have it. All right, boys, enjoy it with every time with your families, and um, I'll see you guys next week. Sounds good, coach. All right, see you later. All right, bye. And now we're going to take a quick time out for a quick message from Sports Stars Magazine's podcast partner, the California Army National Guard. At some point, your community will be challenged. It could be a flood, forest fire, hurricane, or civil unrest. When it happens, be the one to answer the call. Rescue the stranded. Protect the threatened. Save the injured. Join the National Guard and serve your community when it needs you most. Visit nationalguard.com to find out more. Another fine segment with Coach Edson. Uh, Now, (laughs) I can only laugh. I I was in charge of giving you the picks board this week, and I gave you a super mega gigantic board. In doing so, you read the super mega gigantic board and said, well, I see you, and I'll raise you a changing of the format. So <laughs> go ahead, read all these games that I gave you, and tell people how you're changing this so that you can rig the system to come back. You didn't have to agree to it. You at least admitted it sounded fun. All right, yeah. let's get to the board. Uh, so we have nine championship games here, all division one through division three. We will start with number four, Pittsburgh versus number six, Clayton Valley of Concord being played at heritage of Brentwood. Uh, also in the North coast section, the division two, uh, championship game, number 16, Salomon Valley Danville is playing number 15, Campbell Moraga, and that's a Dublin high and the division three championship game for the NCS. We have El Cerrito versus Windsor being played at Benicia High. We'll go to the Central Coast section now, and the Division One game is number one, Sarah San Mateo, versus number eight, Midi of San Jose. That's at San Jose City College on Friday. Uh, in the Division Two Championship, San Ignatius, San Francisco, versus Bellarmine, San Jose, and that is at San Jose City College on Saturday. In the Division Three Championship, we got Menlo School of Atherton versus Hollister, formerly, of, formerly known as San Benito, at the Salinas Sports Complex. That is going to be on Saturday. Now we go to the Sac Joaquin section. Number two, Folsom. will play number five, Oak Ridge of El Dorado Hills at Hughes Stadium on Friday night for the Division I final. And the Division II final will be Saturday night at Hughes Stadium between number 12, Manteca, and number 17, Granite Bay. And finally, Hughes Stadium on Friday afternoon. 1 p.m. Friday start. Gotta like it. Grant... Sacramento versus Christian Brothers of Sacramento for the Division Three final. So, all that said, before we start, as you mentioned, I suggested a new format in order to allow us to pick and talk about as many matchups as possible. And yes, avoid any double ups, which would prevent me from actually not gaining any ground. I'll admit that. But I did want to get as many games out there as we could. So, welcome to the first annual championship pick draft. We're going to take turns plucking these games off the mega gigantic super board and making our pick on them. Since there's nine, we'll each draft and pick four. 
then we'll joint pick the last one that gets left up there. Ben, I will at least give you the honors of going first since you are now three games up in the standings. So just go ahead and take Sarah and let's get on with it. I want the ball and I'm going to score. Yeah. So we usually will write out these very nice uh, summaries of what we want to say about these picks that we're going to make. No, no writing this week because of the draft. So let's see how this is going to go. I am opening with the first pick in the 2022 picks draft. I select the Sarah Padres (laughs) to defeat the mini monarchs in the CCS D one title game. Uh, no shock here. Sarah's been rolling all year. We talked about them last week, uh, and they had no problems with Salinas on Saturday afternoon. So, yes, I will open with the Padres to win the CCS Division One title and advance to the CIF Open Division Bowl game against the Beasts of the South. And that's your lock, I assume. That is my lock of the week, yes. All right. So we're going to do it snake style. So I will do two picks now and you'll get to uh, go again on pick four. So I'll start by taking the other favorite, heavy favorite on the board. Oak Ridge shutting out red hot Turlock last week. Really impressed me. Trojans fifth shutout of the season, by the way, but we both thought really highly of simply Catholic Modesto and Folsom just smoked the Raiders last week. So coach Baldori has the Bulldogs really humming right now. And I'd be foolish to go against them based on all the trends. So put me down for the Bulldogs and let's make that my lock for my second pick and third overall. I'm going to stay in the sack walking section and I'm going to pick the other team that's scoring out of its mind right now. That would be the Grant Pacers. See, this is, this is where the the draft screws me. (laughs) I have this ranking and like, yeah. All right, keep going. (laughs) Whatever. You need to go back to September 2nd for the last time Grant scored less than 42 points. They scored 54 or more in five of their last six games and topped 80 twice. Meanwhile, is Christian Brothers the least talked about 10-win team of the season right now? They can put up points too and have won eight straight, but I think Grant just has too many weapons right now, and I'm taking the Pacers. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but see, all right. I don't even know what I'm going to get once you're done, so let's just go. This is where it's going to get hairy. I'm going to wrap up our Sack Joaquin section choices. I am going to take... I've rolled with him all year long. I'm not changing now. I see that Granite Bay is playing very, very well. This game is in the Sacramento area, so a little bit closer for the Granite Bay faithful. I'm taking Thor. I'm taking Manteca. I'm buying what he's selling, and I have been all year long. Plus, as I made mention of in Coach Edson's uh, segment, I don't go against Marvel superheroes. Uh, Ike Dodson, rest easy. So... (laughs) Uh, Manteca for me. And then let me look at the rest of this board. What is left here? Uh, oh man, I- I'm taking Bellerman. And this is a, it's Eight. a, it's just a, <laughs> I don't know. San Ignatius has been awesome in the playoffs. Like we've established, they were, uh, correctly seeded number two. Shout out to the Hal 9000. But, uh, Bellerman has found itself again. So, I was on him at the beginning of the year. I'm going to end the year on the bandwagon as well. Give me the bells. All right. All right. So my third pick, sixth overall, I will go ahead and take your alma mater. Mm. And I'm going to take the Gauchos of El Cerrito, who I mentioned at the, uh, when I mentioned we did a fill the gap on Tuesday's show, 
that I thought that they were very under the radar. 12-0 team. They've actually got some pretty solid wins against some teams that did really well in the playoffs. And I don't know, man. They're, they're just they're a really good defense. Um, and I think that's going to they haven't given up more than 13 points all year in any game. They're closer to home than Windsor is. Uh, Windsor's got to travel a little bit further to get to Benicia High. Um, or maybe it's maybe not that much different. No, it probably is. It's definitely more more travel for Windsor. I yeah. I do think El Cerrito um, has got the defensive chops to uh, to hold Windsor down, and I will I'll take El Cerrito. All right. All right. Now we get. I don't want to pick any of these I games. I know, right? I know. All right. I'll I'll go NCS Division One. Oh. Okay. All right. I- like Coach Edson said earlier in the show, um, he, I've watched both Clayton Valley and Pittsburgh recently. Watched them both play against a, a common opponent. Pittsburgh, I just I I like Pittsburgh a little bit more in this matchup, and I I agree with Coach Edson. I think they're going to score on that Clayton Valley defense, and I don't know if Clayton Valley can play from behind. Uh, they certainly couldn't play from behind against De La Salle um, when they when they got into a hole quickly, and. Like uh, like Coach hasn't said in the De La Salle Clayton game, I I think winning fourth downs is going to be huge. I think both of these coaches are going to go for it on fourth downs at certain times in the game, and the defense that steps up and and makes stops uh, in those mat- in those scenarios is is going to end up turning the tide. So Pittsburgh D looked a little bit better to me against De La Salle than I remembered it looking against Folsom, and even when they played Folsom, they only allowed twenty three. So, and we see what Folsom's been scoring lately. So I'm going with Pittsburgh. It's at Heritage. They don't have Pirate Stadium like they did last year, but uh, Pirates get this done. I say they win uh, in a in a fairly close game. I think Clayton Valley can slow it down enough to keep it close. So uh, we'll see, we'll see. But I'll go Pittsburgh. I think the Clayton Valley run game plays a big part in that game. Don't don't they can run? I they swear can. to I swear if they, use they it, can. If they use Micah Avery, it's it might be different. We'll see. Yeah. Got to be balanced, just like you said. Yeah. Uh, so that leaves me. <laughs> I so I pick one game to round out our picks, and then we have to pick one as a group. Correct. Correct. Okay. There's zero chance I'm touching the remaining North Coast section game on the board. <laughs> no chance. So that leaves me with Menlo School against Hollister in the CCS D3 final. This game is at the Salinas Sports Complex. On Saturday night, uh, both good teams, both I think coming into good form when it matters most. But I'm looking at Hollister's losses for the year, uh, and they lost 12 to six to Valley Christian, which does is not a good loss. But the other four losses this year: Aptos, Palma, Salinas, and Wilcox. <laughs> Can I interest you in any of those teams? (laughs) Uh, Hollister has put up, let's see, 79 points in their two playoff wins. Uh, I am going to go, and maybe just because I want to say this, I'm picking the Hay Balers. Nice. Why not? I like it. Yeah. That's another one where I think Hollister probably has a little less travel than, than Menlo maybe as well. That's correct. I mean, Menlo going to Salinas is, is a, I mean, it's not terrible, but it's not great either. So, yeah, that's correct. Yeah, I don't, 
that NCSD one game, I probably would have picked the same way as you, but it was also on the the red do not select list for me. So <laughs> like a like a wide receiver in your fantasy draft who's injured coming into the year. All right, time for a team pick. So we uh we left San Ramon Valley Danville, Campolino Moraga on the board. Not a shock. <laughs> Neither one of us was gonna feel comfortable taking that on our on our to to go under our ledger. So let's do a quick uh rundown. What are your what are your thoughts? You've seen both of these teams. I know how you feel about both. So Yeah, take the over. Uh that's first and foremost. Um I've been fairly outspoken that I think the best two quarterbacks I've seen this year are Dashiell Weaver and Luke Baker. So I would be it were I in attendance, I would be excited to see what the two of them could produce because I think it could be something you remember for a really long time. I'm not picking against the magic. I don't I, I just wouldn't. And we can no. debate this, but I, I can't go against what I've seen from Dashell Weaver and Robbie Mascaroni and those guys at Camp Alindo. I just think in tight spots, they figure it out. They figure out something to get that win. And I, like I said, Tuesday, San Ramon has a little bit of an advantage and I would not be shocked in the slightest if San Ramon Valley gets the win. They're the number one seed for, I mean, but yeah, <laughs> I would reluctantly pick Campolindo. I think you're right. I, well, I think I would, I'm leaning towards, I would lean towards Campolindo as well. I think that we both feel very highly um, about Luke Baker for Saramon Valley. However, it's not like Campbell Lindo didn't just face an absolute stud at quarterback. I mean, you you just you um you were very effusive in your praise of uh of young Jacob Pruitt. Um so they're going to be, you know, they and they faced other strong quarterbacks this year. So I think if they can get a pass rush, if they can keep Baker in the pocket, um, I I think they have a I think they have a chance and and we talk all the time about how coaching matters in high school football. And it's, I mean, what Coach Macy has done these last 15, 20 years in games like this, when people have counted him out, I mean, for goodness sakes, they beat Ceremon Valley last year in the playoffs. So it's not out of the realm. I'm with you. I wouldn't go against the Magic either right now. There's just something about Camp Lindo, um, where they, they find a way. And that's, you know, that's what you wrote in your story this week. They find a way. Yep. So, the pod takes Campo um, reluctantly. <laughs> reluctantly. And actually, it's uh, and the third member of the pod does not take Campo. He did. Lindo. That's right. So, so we'll see who's right. We will see. All right. We're going to do, because of, we just picked nine games, we'll do one round of challenges this week. And I will let you start the challenge round. Bring it. Okay. Well, we're talking about magic. Last week, you asked me if I would roll with the trade dimes magic. Is that the game you picked for me? Yes. Yep. yep. All right. Let's do it. So Let's we'll, go. We might be uh, heads up on this one. <laughs> I could pick another one real fast here. Let's see. It's up to you. No, no. Let's see. In the interest of... <laughs> Welcoming you back into the competition. <laughs> All right. You mentioned this briefly as I make this up on the fly. You make, made, ah, you mentioned this briefly on Tuesday. 
but let's pick, let's force you to pick the NCS Division Six title game. Mm. It will take place at Memorial Stadium in Napa on Friday night. It is the Pinole Valley Spartans, those plucky Spartans, taking on Justin Siena. This harkens back to like NCS Class A baseball championships for me, watching Justin Siena, you know, play at the end of the year at Albert Field in uh, San Rafael. Now, this is football, obviously, and San or uh, Pinole Valley, rather, um, you don't think of as a small school. I will never think of Pinole Valley as a small school, but this is the uh, world we live in. It is Justin Siena against the Pinole Valley Spartans who beat number one seeded St. Mary's of Berkeley last week on St. Mary's own field. So they got some juice coming in. Like you said, Justin Siena beat Salesian last week. So NCS D6, who you want? This is a three versus a four. Yes. And Justin Siena has yet to allow a point in the playoffs. That's notable. That is notable. All right. I'm still super impressed by what Pinal Valley has done recently. Uh, they uh, they finished the season really strong. I was a you came away from watching St. Mary's beat St. Patrick St. Vincent. Really impressed with what St. Mary's has done, and Pinal Valley went to their own field um, and uh, went to went to St. Mary's field and beat them twenty to seven, like you mentioned. Pinal Valley also beat Salesian this year, 20 to 14. Not quite a shutout like Justin did, but uh somewhat similar result. And they only lost to El Cerrito 29 to 6. So I'm gonna go with Pinole Valley. I think they have just enough, and I think they have, they're gonna have just enough to, to get this done. I think they can score on Justin Siena, and I think they'll hold them off. So I will take the Spartans. Okay. And I appreciate you. Uh, pulling a, a different game out um, just so that we can get more teams mentioned here on the pod. I'm a man of the people. You are. <laughs> All right. So no surprise what you're about to get. Let's, let's, let's do it anyways. Uh, so many good games to choose from, but I am going back to test your faith and trade dimes magic. Once more, the TDM takes on capital Christian Sacramento. Another team that has flown vastly under the radar lately. Look at me making Air Force puns again. The hey. Cougars started the season one and five and were coming off back-to-back shutout losses before transforming into a high-octane juggernaut, winning six straight and scoring no less than 41 in each contest. Meanwhile, the TDM machine has been thriving behind defensive late. They've allowed 15 points combined over the last four games, which includes holding Kimball Tracy to just six last week. But wait, there's a twist. This game is at 1 p.m. on Saturday, and we've heeded Coach Edson's day football warnings before. Capital played a day game this season at Sacramento High and won 51-14 to in late October. I don't believe Vanden had any day games this season. So what will it be, Vikings or Cougs? Okay, so like you said, this was my initial game that I was going to give you because we think too much alike. Um I will tell you that this is a it's a 14 minute drive from Capital Christian to Hughes Stadium where this game will be played at Sacramento City College. So shorter than Vanden, right? Yes. Remember though, Vanden might be able to scramble some sort of aircraft <laughs> to expedite its trip to Sacramento. Uh I think your point is the important one. 
Remember last year when you saw them at the end of the year, you were very complimentary of Trey Dimes, but you were more complimentary of Vanden's defense and guys like Orion Null who are still around. 29-6 over Tracy last week is a very good win, and I'm not messing with the magic. Come on, man. <laughs> Time for a magic carpet ride. I'm going with the Trey Dimes magic on Saturday for Vanden. All right. There you have it. 11 championship games picked. Plenty of games on the record for next week. So we'll see how that shakes out. Uh, hopefully I pulled a little closer, but if not, uh, you know, you'll be happy. So you want to crown them, crown them. <laughs> all right, let's get to this final read and wrap it up. So we can all move along to cooking our Thanksgiving dinners. Yeah. All right. And that will wrap us up on game night. Make sure to be locked on the Sports Stars Magazine Twitter page for updates and results. Follow at Sports Stars Mag. Then Saturday morning, be sure to check out SportsStarsMag.com for our coverage of the games. Also, if you access these episodes from our homepage, you can scroll down to the bottom to see our updated picks records each week. We build seven Friday night using Anchor, but the show is available on several platforms, including Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Breaker, Pocket Casts, and Radio Public. If you listen to shows on one of those platforms, search for 7 Friday Night, and please rate and subscribe. Our cover art features photography and design by yours truly, and our theme music was performed and produced by Dustin Phillips. And that'll do it. Uh, One last final thoughts for this week. Okay. I don't have a ton in this spot today, so I want to go back to something we talked about yesterday. I want to briefly recognize the sheer insanity of De La Salle winning its 30th consecutive NCS title. 30 years. For 30 years, the Spartans have been able to hang that section banner. Now, we all know that their last NCS playoff loss came in 1991, so in honor of that milestone, and because we have not made mention of this yet this week on either of our shows, we are recording these shows with Chase in his childhood home. (laughs) This is true. I'd like to take you back in time. Let's go back in time, Chase. In December of 1991, young Chase Bryson was a mere 13 years old. He likely had dreams of one day playing for the Chicago Bulls (laughs) or perhaps riding his bike around the old neighborhood sporting a Ryan Sandberg or Andre Dawson jersey. Now, here's the real question. What was 13-year-old Chase listening to on his Sony Discman? I'm assuming you had a Discman, right? Mm-hmm. Yes, I did. Okay. Big, big Christmas gift. 1990, 1991, right around there. See? Okay. Yeah. Would you like to guess what the number one song was on the Billboard rock charts on <laughs> November 23, 1991? Let's say something by, let's say, uh, <laughs> let's say something by Poison. Why not? Ooh, I like where your head's at. I like All where right. your head's at. <laughs> but we were looking for top of the world by van halen there we go that's right okay now care to guess what the number one pop song was that day (laughs) something by lionel richie Ooh, again i like where your head's at that would be when a man loves a woman (laughs) by michael bolton excellent and can you accurately give me the number one song on the billboard hot 100 for 1991 for the whole year. 
And I'm guessing you probably had this in your disc man. This oh, was man. in your repertoire. Oh. If I know you. <laughs> and you got to you have to accurately measure my sarcasm meter here. Uh I was well, before you said that, I was going to say Ice Ice Baby by Vanilla Ice. <laughs> oh, yes, good. That's a good guess. <laughs> the answer is Everything I do, oh my gosh, I do it for you yes. by Canadian icon Brian Adams. Yeah. Jace, we've come a long way since then. <laughs> Which team will start its 30 year section title run this week? And in 30 years, someone will have a podcast and they'll be talking about Taylor Swift. <laughs> it is truly remarkable what De La Salle has done for sure. 30, 30 years that is just nuts. A lot has changed. Those are my final thoughts. In case these are the last final thoughts that ever appear on Twitter, I'm comfortable with that. <laughs> I want to look up and see if I was, I want to see if Ice Ice Baby was on the 91 charts. If I, if I have my eras right or not. I think it was around that time. I don't know. Next I, got into, we'll- I was in a Motown around that time. because like, I found my, my parents old uh, Motown records. I was learning wow. all about the temptations and the four tops. So, that was my jam around that time. So in the last few weeks, we've talked about Van Halen, Brian Adams, Michael Bolton, uh, Toto <laughs> by, uh, in Africa, uh, Yacht Rock. Yes. Yacht and Soul. Yacht Soul, yes. Yeah. You thought yep. this was a football show. And fun, <laughs> and fun fact, uh, I, did, I did learn how to play everything I do, I do it for you on the piano. When I was taking piano lessons, that was uh, so you in my wheelhouse to a degree. So there you go. Wow. All right. Let's get out of here. Let's get out of here. (laughs) (laughs) Happy Thanksgiving to all who listen. And we will we hope you enjoy your dinners and uh, your football. And we will look forward to talking to you again next Tuesday when we be breaking down NorCal regional championship games. Matchups galore. All right. See you next week. Everything I do, I do it for you. You're welcome, America and Canada.